You're right. It did turn into a million dollar company. We did a million dollars in sales last year. Let's go. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, Dude, we... That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, the, the crowd going and crazy. So, yeah, <laughs> okay. But I had to get over the first hurdle, which was I was afraid to put myself out there. Mm. I was afraid of what my coworkers were going to think. Like, what are the other firemen going to say if they see me on TikTok? <laughs> like, oh, that scared the shit out of me. Like, get other people to know what you do. Wow, I made a mess out of that. I, I clearly need to. Yeah, I'm picking it up. <laughs> but, the, but this is the hook to, but, for but, today's episode. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> but the, thi the thing is that... We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Fonzie. And you're listening to before. the Content is Profit Podcast. Where we talk about entrepreneurship, mindset, and of course, how to turn your content into profit. Let's go. Go to contentsprofit.com. Join the community. Come hang out, guys. It's fun out there. It's fun. Oh, yeah. And today we're talking about how to go from fireman to million dollar company. Ooh. I... Now I'm thinking, Baby. I hope I got that right. I hope he actually was a fireman. And may, imagine if I totally messed <laughs> Maybe up that's that your one. imagination. Maybe I don't know what's going on. But, but before yeah. we can ask him if that's the truth, hey, do we have a sponsor today, Fonzie? Indeed we do. Thank you for asking, good sir. And today's sponsor is your own, The Biz Bros. Let's yes, go. We sponsor go. our own podcast with Content Momentum. And you might be asking yourself, why is Content Momentum? Well, if you produce a long-form piece of content just like this one and you need to leverage your time and maximize your efforts, we are here for you with the right strategy with the right multi-purposing tools just for you so slide in the dms at bizbrosco on facebook on instagram let's go go ahead and follow the show too because every tuesday thursday and saturday these episodes are dropping on your favorite podcasting platform with incredible value so you can take action immediately and create that momentum in your business and in your life that is right and if today's guest help you move one step closer to your goal, please don't forget to share this episode That's with at least three friends because you could be doing the same exact thing for them. Yes. Today we have a special surprise for you. We came across today's guest on TikTok and we have been hooked. Not sure if it was because of his incredible insightful lessons or due to his magnificent stash. Le magnifique stash. Today's guest is one of the best at making complex topics simple. He's an entrepreneur, inventor, and educator that left his life as a fireman to build a seven-figure business. Also, he's the host of the Be Good to Future You podcast. So we got it right. He's a fireman. Let's go. <laughs> Not to mention that he has built an incredible following through the content that he has been consistently putting out into the world. Now, he is constantly building and growing a business as a way to become financially immortal. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get this party started. Please welcome top educator, founder of Vanader Growth and TikTok most epic stash, Evan Bonnaker! <laughs> Evan, what is up, man? Luis Fonzie, hey guys, it's good to see you. Nice seeing you too. What, is, I, what, a, what an intro, man. <laughs> I never had one like that. You guys have got it down. Appreciate it, man. Impressive. Welcome, uh, man. Thank you. Uh, by the way, uh, I hope we didn't but butcher your, your last uh, name. I know. That's I a, so. we, <laughs> public apologies. You did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Our English is not very good looking sometimes. And you know, it's Friday. So it's Friday. But uh, Evan, we're, we're extremely excited to have you here. Uh, we've been hooked by your content. I love the yes. fact that you make these concepts very, very simple to understand. Thanks. And that we're definitely going to be diving into that. But for those who might not be familiar with you, with, uh, with your story on publishing on your business, on what you currently do. Doing. Can you tell us a little bit like how everything started? 
Sure, sure, I'd be happy to. So, God, there's this thing I call, it's kind of a blessing and a curse, you know, that entrepreneurial bug, you guys have it too, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yep. But it's it's that need to, to f- solve problems is really what, the yep. way I look at it. That's I love it. I love solving problems and figuring out ways to do things better. So when I was growing up, I, I had a bunch of random jobs. I was mowing lawns and working in and restaurants mm. and, you know, doing construction and just all kinds of stuff, dude. Like I tried everything I could think of. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually I was like, you know what? I'm tired of all these jobs. I just want some security. Let's see what the nine to five rat race has for me. Mm. Let's see what a real job is really like with a pension and mm. benefits where I can just settle down and relax. And that's when I became a fireman. And so... Mm. When I was like 19, I'd started to pursue that career and it took me like five years to get hired. Oh, I became wow. a paramedic. I got my EMT. I worked for multiple fire departments. I went through two fire academies. Like it was just my life. That's what I did. Yeah. And I finally landed the job that I wanted. And I thought that was it. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm here. But I couldn't shake that itch, dude. It was still <laughs> there. I still had that bug. And so when I got hired at that fire department, we went through this fire academy that kicked our asses. It was like 18 weeks of some of the physically the hardest, the most demanding work that I've ever done in my life. Mm. Really taught you where your limits were. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah. But we wanted to commemorate that experience as a group. You know, we went through it as a team. Yeah. You know, there was like 30 of us. And so I decided to make a plaque. I was a woodworker at the time. I had a wood shop and I was making furniture and all kinds of other things. One of those businesses that didn't quite work out. <laughs> yeah. And so I uh, built this big, beautiful plaque, and I really wanted to wood burn our motto into that plaque. Our oh, motto was together in, together out. That's what we'd come up with. In, yeah. And cool. I'm like, man, how cool would it be for a firefighter to burn that into a piece of wood and commemorate our experience? So I grabbed my, my soldering iron, and I plugged it into a wall, and I wrecked the entire project. I fucked up the whole thing. <laughs> and I had to start over because I wasn't skilled enough with a wood burning tool. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is a problem. This is a problem. There's got to be another way. Mm. And so my wife and I did some research. We put our heads together. And over the course of a week, we've, we've tested out some different chemical solutions. Mm. And we used it to print out. A, we, what we did is print out a stencil. Yeah. And then we painted on this chemical solution. And then we took the stencil off. And then we heated it up with a heat gun and it burned the wood only where we drew and it worked. And that's how we invented our first successful product, which is the scorch marker. Wow. Let's go. Yeah. And so it's a wood burning craft marker. So if you draw on wood with it and apply heat, it burns wood only where you drew. That's wow. And so that's where the first like big problem solving like came in. And we, we solved that problem. And we're like, Oh, Hey, you know, what if we sold this to other people? So this is the best part of the story. This is my favorite part. And I love sharing this with people. But I was sitting at the coffee table in the fire station. When you know, when you're on duty and the next crew comes in in the morning, everybody sits at the coffee table and they have a cup of coffee. They pass down what happened, what's going on. And, you know, yeah. it's like a crew changeover. Okay. It's, a, it's one of our favorite parts of the day. And I was talking to a captain that had come on that day. His name was Josh. And um, I knew he had an Amazon business. So I asked him what he was doing with it. And Josh was a guy who invented an Apple Watch wristband made out of paracord with an adjustable link. And so he found a company in China to make it for him. Yeah. He ordered some prototypes, had them sent over, and 
He all he had to do was put them in a bag, send them off to Amazon, and they would handle the shipping, the payment, the fulfillment, yep. customer service, all of it. And he was making eight thousand dollars a month. Wow! And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me, dude?" <laughs> I don't buy a core. I mean, you. like, <laughs> like I, I love this guy. Uh, this guy knows some shit, and so I picked his brain for yep. the rest of the shift. And then at the end, I was like, "Man, if he can do it, why can't I do it?" Yep. And that's when I just started. I just started. I we took yeah. that liquid I talked to you about, the scorch marker, and we yeah. put it in an empty marker. I printed out some labels on my computer and I started hand making each one and just selling them on Amazon. Wow. And that was about three or four years ago. Wow. And so fast forward from there, you know, this is like the first like product that we've turned into a company. Yeah. And now I've just gone deep into the entrepreneurial rabbit hole. <laughs> deep, my friends. At first, like, let's go. Yeah, exactly. So deep that I no longer work at the fire department anymore. And my main focus is just growing the businesses and solving problems. That's awesome. You know, with the resources that we have. And so you're right. It did turn into a million dollar company. We did a million dollars in sales last year. Let's go. That's amazing. Yeah, the crowd going crazy. <laughs> I'm really excited. I'm really excited. No, there's profit too. Don't worry. It's not just all net. That's um, <laughs> not just all gross. But yeah, man, it's been a wild ride. And so now I really, really enjoy um, learning about different, learning different skills and then applying to my businesses. Yeah. And then if it works, I teach people on social media because it's something that's fun for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, that's, that's how you got our attention. You know, the video that we were talking about was you were explaining why is it better to have your own business, right? Than being an, an employee, right? And then the, the, the taxing that goes through that. And I was like, man, this is amazing. I love the, the way you explained it all. And like I mentioned, your pen, I don't know if you have it right there for those that are watching. It's so epic. It's like a bullet, right? <laughs> my, mom, my mom gave it to me. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. And I was like, man, this, this guy's so cool. And I'm not going to lie, dude, your voice is like, mellow it's like dude i want to listen to this guy all day this and, and you're a great storyteller right for yeah. those that are listening right now just notice how well he shared the story and there's a few elements in here that i would love to break down um before i dive into this i don't know if you have anything to share because i'm gonna I, take over i just want to say uh, thank you Evan, for sharing that story right because when a lot of people decide to take on the journey of of the entrepreneur right sometimes we have that itch but it, mm. it takes a little bit to find exactly what that itch is and to make it profitable or to start even selling something right and yeah. for us uh we tried a, a few things like we tried screen printing t-shirts we tried vinyl stickers we tried uh agency side of things and then that's how we got into content and then it, it evolved into the machine that we have right now with the podcast and, and helping clients do that right at, at the same time but it took us a second it, it took us a few years right and uh, we're not in the million dollar but we're on our way there and and that's okay because mm -hmm. one of the things that we learn along the journey is like well, first, obviously, we we have to solve a problem, right? If we don't have those results for the person that's purchasing either the product or the service, might as well not do anything. And then at the same time, we're having fun with it, right? So I, I'm sure like that whole process, right? Obviously, there's ups and downs. And the, the fact that you had a community that helped you have your wife helping you out as well. For us, having that person next to each other, which in this case was Fonzie for me, and hopefully I was his case for him. But uh, it, it, it really helped us. It, it helped us, you know, bounce ideas off each other, get feedback. Just like whenever I, I was feeling low, like he would push me. Whenever he's feeling low, I push him. Most of the time, I keep pushing him. Good. Uh, you know, so... Uh, <laughs> It, it, I think those are all lessons, you know, that whether, you know, 
whenever we decide to make that jump into entrepreneurship, we have to be aware that that's going to happen, right? And I went to business school, right? It, like, uh, technically, like, I'm, I'm put, <laughs> I, like, I graduated with a business degree and nobody teaches you that, right? Like, they're like, okay, Six Sigma, and then and that's all I remember from <laughs> from, from it, right? Yeah, and then you're I don't like, remember anything about it, but... <laughs> but yeah, so I just want to say thank you for, for sharing that story, right? Because um, it, it's, it's incredible. And that was like a really small amazing problem that you solved mm -hmm. and then there's other people that are probably experiencing those those problems and you can always help them right yeah so uh even if it's something like that small go at it like go go in go mm -hmm. all in because yeah. you can make it happen you never know what can come mm -hmm. out of it and there's two things that you really? mentioned that i think they were a, they went a little bit under the radar and i want people to really catch these ones write them down if you have pen and paper you said there must be another way right and i think That is the entrepreneurial bug, right? When you start doing something, taking action, and you face a problem, right? You're like, okay, there must be a better way, right? That I can do this. And not only for yourself, but for others. And actually, we were at a conference last week, mm. and they share a, a pretty cool definition for entrepreneur, which I'm about to butcher a little bit. <laughs> but it was around the, around the terms of you're an entrepreneur when you take on problems of somebody else and find the solution for them, right? And that's what you happen in like that you did that people were trying to do this with you know wood and burn them and all that stuff and you're like there must be another way and number two you said uh i just started right i just started that is such a key part right there because we live in a i would call it informational age there's so much i mean you can find whatever you want whenever you want right it's as easy as you typing something in your computer and you're going to find information but at the end of the day i think too much information gets to a point where you become overwhelmed and you don't execute but you said i just got started ice so what can entrepreneurs right that might be in that stage of i have the idea right uh there must be a better way how can they get started without getting sucked into the informational realm of no taking action i like that question that's a good one um, entrepreneurs when they decide to start imagine yourself as standing at a cliff and if you want to learn how to fly you have to jump off the cliff and then build your wings on the way down Um, you can't build your wings first. You don't know what to ex what you're going to be experiencing. You just got to go. And so that's why I like that question, because when I started, I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know shit. <laughs> I still don't know shit. But um, I was like, well, if this guy sold and is making money on Amazon, then why don't I just start there? And so yep. I went on Seller Central. I figured out how to open up an account. I uh, had my buddy help me with an LLC to kind of get started up. I just And uh, I applied for an extra credit card so I could have some spending power and buy some raw materials. And I just started taking pictures with my phone and Googled how to remove the background so I could have a white image. <laughs> you know, like Amazon wouldn't even let me list my stuff like multiple times because I, it was, nope, your image isn't right. Nope, yeah. you got to pass the hazmat test. Like, nope, you got to do this. You got to get a UPC. And so every time I was faced with an issue, I would just find yeah. the answer to it. Yeah. Oh, I need a UPC. All right. How do I get a UPC? Oh, okay. I'll buy it. <laughs> and that's just kind of how it started dude one 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 thing after another and then yep um <laughs> we just started to grow we didn't sell anything for months yeah for months i forgot about it wow i forgot about the uh the product that we had listed oh hold on let me get this plugged in yeah no worries i completely forgot about it we didn't sell a single thing and then three months later we got one sale and i was like I better point. make one yeah you know, mixed, <laughs> mixed up some stuff filled up the empty markers we bought off, um uh, uh, from overseas and and uh boom I, i shipped it off and i sold it and then 
we sold another one. And then I remember I sent one to an influencer I really liked, a YouTuber I've been watching. Oh, nice. And um, he talked about it in one of his live streams, and I got 10 sales from it. That's and good. he was just being a nice guy. He's like, oh, check out this cool thing. You know, Evan sent me, and, yeah. you know, oh, that's pretty neat. Works. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And then, boom, 10 sales. And I was like, oh. Yeah. This is it. Whoa. Like, that's yeah. what marketing is? <laughs> boom, more questions, more yeah. rabbit holes. And then I've just kept going and going and going. So just you just got to pick a point and start, man. Yeah, it's true. Absolutely. I think you know. I, lo- it, I love the sorry. I love the more questions, more rabbit holes, and then that mm-hmm. relentlessness of keep going. Um, I, I want to highlight it is the action taker, right? Like because yeah. like you you took action. A lot of a lot of times we get wrapped up in that information rabbit hole mode. And then we're like, I want to know more. And then I want to know more. And then I want to know more. And then we don't take action, right? And that's the the thing, right? And sometimes overwhelm also comes from trying to think about how am I actually going to do this, right? In the the conference, we heard a couple of people and that was a big topic where people really get overwhelmed, right? And then Mm -hmm. they freeze is because they go immediately to the, how am I actually going to do this? Like before, you know, they start executing. So I love your journey because, you know, it's little steps, right? It's like, you know, putting your blinders, look like maybe one, two steps ahead, executing, something comes up. Okay, let's figure out what's next. Let's figure out what's next. And that's really like, as we look back to to our journey, same thing, right? And sometimes once it goes into those like rabbit holes and then we don't see him for months, but that's okay. Uh, (laughs) They're fun, but, man. <laughs> but that, that's why that's why you gotta find somebody that that you know can can push you. You know, my my wife, for example, she as soon as like I go into those things, she like knocks on her. It's like, come on, man, what are you doing? Right, let's go execute, and uh, and she keeps us accountable. So that's awesome. very important. So uh, and I and, like and I love it. So thank you for picturing, uh, giving us the, the full picture of like how do we do this, right? And at the end of the day, is the information is available. We just have to yep. to make the commitment to take action and solve that problem. Yeah, I I love the fact that you highlighted to the three months that you didn't sell anything, right? Because yep. a lot of people, when they share their story, is very pretty. It's like, hey, I, you know, I <laughs> yeah. started, yeah, I, I hit some Roblox here and there, but then, you know, the, the business took off. And it's important to share these pieces of information, like the three months you didn't sell anything, right? For us, it was back in March last year when they closed everything here in Florida and we lost 80% of our business. And we're like, okay, well, what are we going to do now, right? And that's when the podcast started. So I'm curious, how nice. do you... How do you deal with that, right? Because people are going to face roadblocks, plenty of them, right? Uh, For those that are into storytelling, if you uh, read or know about Joseph Campbell, uh, The Hero's Journey, right? I mean, that storytelling framework that everybody has a wall that you're going to hit. So how do you deal with that personally, mentally, right? I'm, I'm sure it's a big toll. I'm dealing with that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, scorch marker sales are down this last quarter, Ooh. and uh, they're down significantly, and so much so that I hadn't planned for it. And I learned some valuable lessons. I learned that you need to have cash reserves on hand, and you need to plan for the downtimes. You can't just take all the money out of the company or reinvest all the money in the company all the time. Yeah. Um, so that was something I just learned recently, and it, it helped a lot. And so we got into this position where it's like, okay, sales are down. Why are they down? What's wrong? What's broken? What do I need to fix? Mm. And that's when I was like, well, I need objective help. And so I did a couple of things. Um, A, I brought it up with my business coach and we started focusing on it. I think business coaches are are huge to help get an objective look from the outside in. Yes. Then second, I started figuring out 
how to diagnose my business. And so I started reading books like Fix This Next or Traction or Extreme Ownership. And I'm devouring books so I can learn what skills other business owners have learned yeah. to fix this. And so then I sit down with my team and my wife and we're like, all right, what are all the problems in our business right now? We make a huge list, right? Mm. What needs to be fixed first? And then we prioritize those and set them in manageable goals for the quarter. We call them rocks. Yeah, something we yeah. learned in traction. Yeah. But we, we, we like a, an elephant eats one peanut at a time, right? You got to do everything like one little bit at a time. See, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> and so we broke it all down into bite-sized manageable chunks. And we basically realized that either the website was broken, the product was broken, or the traffic that we were driving there is broken. Mm. Maybe it's a combination of all three. Mm -hmm. So what do we need to do? We got to work on the product. So I'm, hiring, I'm working with our ninth chemist to try and make the formula where I want it to be. So it's yeah. just badass and dominates the competition. The website, yeah. we just launched a brand new one today. We've been working mm. on it for Congrats. months. Right, the traffic. We're redesigning the marketing plan and redefining who our perfect customer is, so that we can find out who they are, yeah. target them. Yeah. Like we just start to piece by piece and start pulling on levers until we find out what works. That's how I deal with problems and challenges, especially right now. Yeah. Wow, I love it. I love that that last. You know, you start pulling on levers, right? And I think, again, one of probably the downsides of having information so easy, easyable. Isable, is that even a word? Uh, you know, so it is now. So 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 easy to access, right? People become lazy, and they're like, okay, just give me the answers, right? But what most people don't realize is like, yes, that could be a good answer, but that doesn't mean it's a good answer for your business, right? And then right. you start doing this and all that stuff, and I think that's where action taking comes in place is you start testing yourself and and also you start learning and getting a feel of it you, you're gonna learn way more by taking action than the, just reading information right but at the same time i agree with you know being part of having a coach or being part of like a mastermind for us that was huge right getting that outside view, objective view like you said uh from your business it lets you see other points of views and and take the the According action, I guess. Yeah. Wow, my, my English here is, is rough I, a little bit. Today. I know. T take a break. <laughs> take a break, Thompson. Okay. I need some water. I need some water. <laughs> so, Evan, um, I'm, I'm curious. Like, how how's your experience when you went and found your first business coach or your your next business coach? Right, because sometimes because of that availability of, of information, we're like, I can do everything, right? And for us, it, it, it came in a, in a moment that we had a lot of pain yeah. uh, in the business. Like personally, like it, nothing was really working. We we're like, okay, I think we hit rock bottom and we need that one coach that's going to take us to the next level. And then we hit a ceiling again. And then we're like, okay, we decided to find a different coach and and so on, right? And we've, we've gone through some coaches that have been incredible, right? But that process, I, I don't think anybody has to hit rock bottom to find that coach. So I'm very curious on your experience. Like how, how was that process for you? How do you make that decision? And then uh, like, how do you find the right person? It's a good question. And pain is a big motivator for sure. I can see where you're coming from with that. Um, well, I was in a position where I was skeptical of coaches because I didn't think that it was something that would be a good fit for me. You know, I was I was apprehensive about it because I'm like, well, for one, we all there's a stigma against certain types of ways that people advertise and sell online. And in my opinion, I'm just not a big fan of like the course guru type of sales people. And like, I don't know, there's like this lack of authenticity with a certain group of people that try and sell you information. And it, it mm -hmm. put me off towards that industry. 
That was my preconceived notion. Yeah. Okay. And so what I did is I generalized and I thought all business coaches were like that or all, Mm. you know, educators online were like that. And that kneecapped me for a long time until Mm. I was able to work through it. So I started talking to some of my buddies who were, um, you know, had more understanding of this subject. And I'm like, bro, like, I don't know what it is. Here's my apprehension. I was honest with them. I was like, I just, I just feel, I just don't know if it's going to work. Like, is it, is it fair to say that, you know, professional athletes need a coach as do entrepreneurs? I'm a professional mental athlete. Like what kind of coach do I need? And I just started asking questions to my network and friends and people and talking about it, telling them my reservations, telling them why I was scared to do something like that. And why I I just didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. And eventually, um, it was a conversation with my CPA that I was having. And Mm. I said, dude, honestly, I just feel like I have a lack of direction. I need someone to help guide my thinking a little bit because you don't fucking, I've I've reached a limit. I don't know what's what's next. Where do I learn next? Where do I go? And he's like, bro, you need to talk to Lauren. And Lauren (laughs) is now my my business coach. Mm, And um, he told me a little bit about her. And I was like, you know what? It can't hurt to have a conversation. Yeah. Had a conversation. We ended up being a good fit. And then now we meet every two weeks and she knows what's going on with my businesses and she helps me work and keeps me accountable, focuses me on the things that I need to stay focused on and just gives me outside opinions. And um, it it has been huge. I love it. Yeah, I'm going to take this moment before I'm going to take this moment here to plug your course that you used to hey. help people right evan and oh. feel free to share about it that you know sh- share a little bit about it because i know this can help people move from zero to one and start getting that momentum inside of their business sure i'll take it uh thanks for the opportunity man so yeah, of course when i first started building my personal brand because like i got on tiktok when i was i was originally making firefighting videos on tiktok <laughs> right that's what i that's how i started and yeah. once i realized that all the attention was there and how powerful that platform was i was like i need to start making videos about shit that i really like yeah and that's when i started making videos about business mm. and so um during that time i was like i want to talk to this community i want to learn what their problems are so i can solve them and so i opened up myself for zoom calls with people and i did hundreds of zoom wow. calls with random people on tiktok and i just recorded them And you know what happened? And I didn't realize it at the time, but I learned what everybody's problems were. I know everybody's, I I learned so, everybody has the same questions and it's around the same things. And so I was like, dude, I need a way to teach more people instead of one-on-one because I can't reach enough souls this way. Yeah. And so that's when I kicked my family out of the house for a week, sent them (laughs) on vacation. And I sat down in front of my computer with my camera and I recorded and an entire uh, business course. Wow. It's 50 videos. And I sat down and I crafted legal docs with an attorney and, you know, I went through a whole flow of like how to answer all those questions from the idea all the way up to building out an S corp so that you can mm. save more money on taxes. And, yeah. and, um, I wanted a way to teach people when I wasn't available. Yeah. And so that's why I did it. And so now it's just an, it's an extra way for me to bring energy into the machine to continue to educate and then feed these projects to solve problems. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for letting me plug that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where, where can people find it? Where can yeah. people go to? Vanitor.com. Let's go. That's By it. the way, that link is going to be right below. You got to do scroll down and click there. You're going you're gonna to be able to find it. Um, the, the question I really wanted to ask is what, what should be people looking for 
in that coach, right? Because sometimes mm. we think that we might have found the right coach and we might be following this. And because it's the coach or, so, or came recommended by somebody that, that might have been like a, a, a good referral or a good client or something, we should stick with it. But at the same time, it, we might not be getting the results that, that, that we need, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, we, we haven't really been in that situation. Like we're like knock on wood. We've found really, really good coaches. But mm-hmm. I'm curious, like what, what should be, what people, what should Wow, my English what is not very good. Be what should people for? be looking for? There, <laughs> boom. That's it. I nailed it. I got it. I got, got it. it. All right. Um, <laughs> hmm. I think that uh, one of the most important things that a business coach can offer you is a mirror. Mm-hmm. And let me elaborate on that a little bit. And so, for example, when I, I meet with Lauren and I talk to her and I'm telling her about things that are going on, she'll simply ask me questions and clarify and steer my thinking in the right direction to help me discover things that I hadn't discovered before. Mm-hmm. And so when you're looking for a business coach, I think you should find someone who has a is able to look at your business objectively and just kind of kind of guide you and, and honestly want to help you grow. Um, that's important. Yeah. It's important that they're also someone that you get along with because you more or less become work married to this person in a sense. And they know a lot about you. You spend time with them and and you develop friendships and relationship yeah. with this person. And uh, it really helps if you jive with them and, and respect where they're coming from. So the first thing would be to make sure that you guys get along and you like them. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. the second thing was... Um, how can they guide you? Where can they just lead you to to help you grow and blossom? And those are like two things that I I, I think are really important. Yeah, I, li- I I really like that answer because of there's a lot of coaches that try to just tell you what to do, right? And I think the words that you use they try to you know steer you the right way, the right direction, make you come up with the answers. I think that is key because that's how we learn. Actually, um, I remember. We, I used to coach one-on-one soccer, right? And mm-hmm. at first, that was kind of like one of my first experiences coaching. And I would tell them, okay, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. And guess what? Every single week when the kids would come back, they wouldn't know how to do it. And I would have to explain it again. And then the next week, same thing. And it got to one day that I told them, okay, how do you think it's done? And then I started asking questions. Okay, uh, why do you hit the ball with that side of your foot? Right. And they started giving me answers and answers. And I realized that when they came back, they would they know it. They knew the stuff. Right. They, they would just execute it. And I didn't have to repeat myself. And there was progress. And I was like, oh, so that's it. You need to invite these revelations into people with questions. Right. Like, what are the questions that we're asking for them to come up with the right answer? And honestly, it, it, also, it also gives this sense of achievement, right? Because I'm sure when you come up with the right mm-hmm. answer for your business, you're like, I got it. This is absolutely amazing. And you're proud. And then you take action and you feel even better. But when somebody else is telling you about it, and we know entrepreneurs, we don't like to be told what to do <laughs> in the first place. <laughs> that's true. Right? That, that's, true. That, that's why we build our own stuff, right? Because we don't want people yeah. telling us what to do. So if you get a coach and it's always telling you, do this and do that and do that, right? Um, I feel like that might get yeah. a little bit in the way and yes sometimes we gotta remove the ego right from from the equation and and, oh, and yeah. learn to listen um but i love the fact that steering people with questions 
Sorry, the way that I looked, the way that I looked at it was like imagine just like a globe and a sphere, and then they drop you on one point, and you know like um, that you want to build a successful business, but your compass is fucked up. It's、mm. broken. It doesn't point the right direction, and so you might be right here, and your objective might be right here, but you could be walking all the way around the other side just to get. A hundred feet away, and you—you you just don't know. Yeah. How do you? How would you know? Your compass is broken. You haven't been taught what you need to learn to navigate the world of business. And、yeah. my coach is there to point my compass in the right direction, so I can get to my goals more directly without、yeah. tripping over myself the whole time. Yeah,、mm. I, I love it. I, you know, I we got the chance to play soccer and in, in Europe, right? And I remember、cool. we had、um, I had these two coaches in that one very specific season. One was that guy that was telling you. Everything that you had to do, he was behind. Like he, he, I didn't like him. Right? It was like he's like, you need to be doing this, right, and that. And then we had the other coach that he would just sit and observe the whole thing, the whole session. And once a week, he will bring us in, and he'll he'll show us a tape, right? And he'll be like, what do you think about this, right? And then you you give your opinion. And then it's like,、okay, what happens if you would have done this? Or he started asking those priming questions, right? And and that's the coach I remember. That's the coach I really love. That's the coach that I really progress with. And it、yes. was. Incredible because he then became a big part of my life moving forward. Versus the other coach, if I see him, I probably don't even go say hi, right? And、um, and,、yep. and and I think that's very important, right? In this environment, obviously, we've talked about it for a few minutes.、Uh, but in that sense, like I I want to transition a little bit、yeah. with. Wait, I'm gonna leave people with one question, with one phrase. Do it. Questions invite revelations, and、yes. not only for yourself. But when you ask those questions to other people as well, like you are doing when producing better content, the question better the answer too. That's right, exactly.、Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to transition a little bit because what you did with content, what what you just shared, was really interesting, right? Like when when we started with producing content at at this level, we also did a bunch of stuff. We're like, hey, by the way, if you need help here, like where do you need help? And we we were able to get on calls as well to find out a lot of information. I was like, to see where. Do we steer that compass because we didn't have a coach at the time and help、mm-hmm. him, right?、Um, I, what motivated you to start creating? And was there a challenge that that you had to overcome to stay consistent? Consistency is one of the things that we see in the marketplace that is really challenging to keep up, right? For us, the reason that we are, have been staying consistent with more than two hundred episodes on the show, doing it live three times a week, is because we put systems in place to be able to to do that. Now.、Mm-hmm. What was your journey when you first started publishing? You said you started with fire, fireman videos, and then you started transitioning and listening to these people. How have you been able to stay consistent? Well, the reason I started was because of Gary V. Let's go. Some of his books, and he was just like, "Dude, just put yourself out there. What the fuck do you have to lose? If it doesn't work, just blame me." Okay, but I had to get over the first hurdle, which was I was afraid to put myself out there.、Mm. I was afraid of what my coworkers were gonna think. Like, what are the other firemen gonna say if they see me on TikTok? <laughs> like, oh, that scared the shit out of me. My brothers, what are my family gonna say? What about my mom and dad, aunts, uncles, my wife, my kids, people I meet? Like, are they gonna judge me?、Mm. None of that ever happened, by the way.、Mm. It was just all in my head.、Mm. And so once I got over that, I, it took me some some. Some time on social media. I got to post a little bit before I could find my voice and get comfortable with who I was and how I presented myself on camera. Yeah.、And、once I got there, things got much easier. So then I realized, like, okay, I can do this. I can, I can put myself out there. I can post on social media, but it's too fucking time consuming. There's <laughs> no way I can do all of this.、Yeah. So, how do we do it? 
what system do I need to put in place? How can I solve this problem? And that's when I started splintering content. And I think you guys know exactly what that's all about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so that's what I would do. I would take yeah, uh, yeah. pieces of my content long form and chop them up using systems, standard operating procedures with, with documents. And I would instruct my editors and content managers on exactly what to do. I would record something, drop it in a folder and let them go to work based on what I had written out. And they would break everything up and make small videos and long videos and podcasts and blog posts. And the machine just started to work. Yeah. Once I got the machine running, I could get into a stage of, of refinement and refining that content and figuring out what exactly it is that I'm really good at and sticking to it yeah. and then making it better. So that's the stage I'm at right now. I'm refining, changing mm. the way that I make my content because I have the systems now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm making it better. Congrats. Like, th this is incredible. And thank you for, for that very honest answer, right? Because mm -hmm. there's so much stuff out there. At the end of the day, like, we'll probably went through a lot like majority of like how people create and the same thing like it, we really had to start producing we really had to remove the friction for us to actually do it for us it was going live on facebook and the challenge was 45 days straight because we needed to like jump start the creation process right and and we yes. had to put ourselves out there and what, what happened was incredible we started uh, having some questions being asked, right? We started interacting with people. We we're like, oh, I feel comfortable sharing these type of stories. I feel comfortable yep. sharing these type of topics, right? And then things started to evolve from there. So thank you. And, and, and I believe, I truly believe that is unique to each one of us, right? We've, when we did the 45 Live Challenge publicly, we had about 100 people and each one of them had different businesses, right? And they thought they were going to learn about Facebook Live. And that was not the premise. It's like, how do we transition from consumer to actually a producer, right? How do we actually do that? Whatever platform you're in, right? Whether that's TikTok, like how do you feel comfortable? How do you remove the friction to get started? And then from there, you can start building your systems like you just did. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your roadmap with everybody because I, I believe that this is going to be very useful for uh, for the listener. Yeah, absolutely. Most definitely. Evan, I'm, I'm curious on what are your thoughts now that you've been publishing consistently for a while? Right. Do you do you ever look back and you're like, hmm, maybe I, I should have done this differently, changed this. Right. Um, and what is it that publishing, creating content has has brought to you and your business? Right. I mean, not just the the monetary reward. Right. I mean, but is there any other types of reward from that oh, come yes. from creating content? Oh, yeah. So uh, first thing I wanted to mention was, oh, shoot. I lost my train of thought. What was the first thing that you asked me before that? I wanted to touch on it. The, what, I mean, what brother? Uh, no, the, the, I lost my train of thought too. <laughs> okay, okay. We, we got so motivated with the questions. Like what, what was the reward of, of creating content? Like personally, yeah. like internally, right? Or even with, with the business? Yeah. Um, so once I started creating content, I started to understand like, oh, okay. Like I, 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 I can do this now. Like once I got to that point, you know, I and um Well, how do I want to put this? It gave me a lot of practice speaking, telling my story, interacting with other people, communicating, and overall just helped communication in general. It helped yeah. me get to the point. It helped me tell stories better, yeah. which is a big, mm -hmm. a big skill to have. Very important in my opinion. Yep. You learn how to present yourself on social media and you learn how to be able to get a message out there. And it's a, it's a powerful tool to have a platform to spread a message. Yeah. And um, those are some of the things that have really, like, really benefited me. Plus, when you put yourself out there and people get to know you, it gives you um, a way to open doors. 
So for example, like we wouldn't be having this conversation if I never made content. And consequently, the people that I've reached out to, to talk to and bring on my podcast and pick their brain, like I just send them a message with my social media and they're like, oh, this guy, you're like, yeah, man, absolutely. Let's talk. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so it gives me, um, it gives me a little bit of clout that opens up doors that it wouldn't be open in um, normally. And that is worth it. Oh my God, that is worth it. Yeah. That that's a golden boulder right there. There Let's we go. go. <laughs> Evan, just so you know, golden boulders are like golden nuggets, just way bigger and way powerful. Bigger, yeah. um, I, I, I hope you're wearing your helmet, you know, because uh, it's coming away. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was awesome. And uh, I love that you mentioned that power of the platform and connection because honestly, I mean, we see building the audience kind of like as a collateral of creating content. The connections is like, number one like you start cre increasing the value of your network right um again like having this conversation right here uh you have new friends you never know like there's this phrase now that i read from a networking book right and this one the first part everybody knows which is um is not what you know but who you know but then this second part of the phrase i read from the book and is it's not what you know but who you know that knows what you do Right. And then at what speed do you do that? Right. At what speed do you like get other people to know what you do? Wow. I made a mess out of that. <laughs> I, I clearly need to. Hey, I'm picking it up. <laughs> but, but this is the hook to but, for but, today's episode. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> but the, thi the thing is that having a platform like this allowed us, for example, that had zero audience when we started to connect with these people and tell them exactly what we did and how we could help others, right? And guess what? Some of those people were a perfect fit to work together. Some of those other people were great for a partnership. And some other people, it wasn't a fit at all, but we became friends and it was absolutely amazing because now whenever we see them, they're like, oh, dude, Luis, Fonsi, that's awesome. How are you guys doing? Or yes. if they meet somebody that has the need that we can help them with, they're going to be like, I got the guys go and, and meet Luis and Fonsi, right? And that is so huge. So honestly, I mean, there's so many takeaways in today's episode, but it's been good. It's been the, good. this is probably one of the, the, the key moments. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, Business is a game of people. Mm -hmm. oh, no matter what, it's what always comes down to people. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, Evan, to wrap up the show, we have a couple, two more questions, right? And, and one is like, what is one action point that somebody that's, maybe in that transition between their job and going full-time entrepreneur, right? Or they're just starting their own business. How can they get momentum? What is one thing that they can do to start creating that momentum and move forward? Take ownership. No mm. one's going to do it for you. No one's going to follow up on you. No one's going to make sure you pay your taxes. No one's going to make sure you start. No one gives a shit. <laughs> and so you need to take ownership of your life and where you want to go. And if you, and if you haven't taken ownership and, and you don't, you, it, It's hard. If, if you haven't made changes, if you're not actively working to make changes, then you've accepted where you are. Yeah. So that would be my one, one big takeaway for me. I least. love it. I love it. Thank you. No, I, I mean, it. internal locus of control. It is very important. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Last Definitely. question. Evan, where will you be if you never started publishing? <laughs> Uh, I would be less happy. I would be less fulfilled and I wouldn't be on the right path because 
it's important to try things. It's important to figure out what you like, what you don't like, and what you're good at, what the world needs, what you can make money at, the whole Ikigai principle. And you have to experiment with shit because we don't know anything, dude. We're just a a, a soul, a, a human being who's experiencing moments in time. Yeah. And every time we experience a moment, we learn from it. And that makes up our character and who we are and how we deal with situations. And if you don't put yourself out there, how do you know if you like it? If you don't yeah. like making TikToks, how do you know? If you maybe you're a blog writer, maybe you're a YouTube creator, maybe you're not. Maybe you're a good number two, and that's what you want to yeah. be. But you gotta fucking figure it out. So you gotta mm-hmm. try stuff. Yeah, so try it. stuff, figure it out. If I hadn't started posting content, I would not be as fulfilled as I am today. Wow. Let's go. Let's Thank you so go. Much. Yeah, that's another one. Another one. Yeah. Another, they keep coming down and down the mountain. Yeah. The, <laughs> careful. Those are some some imp- impactful words, Dude, rather. Funny. I like yeah. that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, uh, by the way, please, if you're just listening to this right now, please go and watch the video. Evan got some dope things right there in the background. They got the Pokemon cards. I know you got a Charmander right there. It's kind of hidden in the in the frame. It's so cool. Oh yeah. Um, so we're gonna have to do another episode. Bring you back just to talk just, about just all that for stuff. That, just for that. <laughs> um, Evan, where, where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? What's the best way? Oh, I appreciate you asking that. Just head over to vanitor.com. You'll find all my free stuff, all my paid stuff, everything that's going on. Yeah. It's all. It's all there vanitor.com let's go easy piece all you got to do is you know grab your thumb right is that it grab your thumb phone grab your thumb and and just scroll down yeah Yeah, there we go (laughs) uh evan (laughs) i have one last bonus question how do people grow a magnifique stash just like that one my friend um you have to get through the awkward uncomfortable phase (laughs) almost everybody can grow a mustache but there's like Two months of awkwardness. <laughs> Weather the storm, and then you can do it. Uh, Evan, I'm I just gonna, it. I'm just gonna put this out there, man. I got stuck in that awkwardness for years. <laughs> it's not happening for me, my man. <laughs> That's awesome. You can do it. <laughs> Let's go, yeah. Evan. If you ever shave the stash, man, you gotta do a, a video. You gotta, you gotta do a whole event, a whole campaign around it. Market that oh, thing. I absolutely would. Yes. I absolutely would. <laughs> love it, man. Love Evan, it. Any, anything else you want to add before we say goodbye? Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate your time and your attention and, and giving me a, the opportunity to have a conversation with you. It means a lot. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Thank, thank you. you. It, was, it was incredible. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show on your favorite platform and on social media at BizBrosco. That is right. And if Evan today helped you move one step closer to your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys.